Welcome to Lessons Over Losses, the male mental health podcast. Join us on the journey of creating a world of undefeated gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Go ahead and tell everybody because we are back. We are back. I know it feels like it's been a while since we've been here in the podcast universe and we have very good reasons for our short hiatus, but we are back. By we, I mean myself. My name is Andrew. Got Jason here back with us. Travis, back in the same time zone, uh, going overseas. And also back is you, you, the listener. I say this every time, but I don't take this for granted. This is a fun. These are fun times. And I never take these moments for granted that we get to be here and, and just chat and talk about stuff and then actually have people listen to us and deal with us. So I think that's really fun. Um, you know, I want to jump straight into it, but before I do it, it's been a minute. So I want to, want to make sure everyone's good. Uh, JB, how you feeling? How's your head? I'm good, man. You make it seem like I took a fall and I hit my head or something. <laughs> I should have said, how's your head space? Uh, I normally say that, but I, for some reason, cut the word space out of there. But how's your head space? How's your, how's your psyche? Oh, my psyche. Oh my God. Do we have enough time for that, man? Like, no, it's, I'm, I'm all right. Like, uh, I'm doing good. I can't complain. Uh, I mean, I could complain. There's just not a whole lot to complain about. Feeling like I'm doing good at my job. Uh, there is a lot going on at a county hospital, especially this time of year, the flu season coming around. So if you haven't gotten your flu shot yet, make sure to get that. Um, beyond that, just having a good time with Cass and friends and the both of you. Um, really feeling like this. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful as well. I'm really feeling a lot of gratitude for, um, for what I have right now. So uh i'm good thanks for asking trav how about you man overall i'm pretty good honestly um i've just been extremely busy with a lot of different things um and uh as andrew mentioned i went to europe for two weeks and it's been a struggle um with the jet lag and just readjusting back to everything going on uh here but overall honestly i'm pretty good today i'm a little tired but overall i can't complain (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for the check-in. And I know everyone, everyone's got life. Everyone's got things going on. It's October already. Who would have, God, time moves quick and uh, it's starting to get chilly. So uh, please, you know, be safe out there. Stay warm. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Take care of your loved ones. And uh, that way JB doesn't have to see you uh, in an emergency room. Um, so let's go ahead and knock out an icebreaker. And JB, JB's leading our icebreaker today. So what do you got for us, JB? This question is going to involve a little bit of thinking and quite a bit of explaining. What I want to know from you guys today is if you you were stuck on an island and you could take three things with you and they could not be people or pets, 
what would those three things be? First off, I want to say you suck because I was definitely about to say my dog. Um, I realized how much I love that dog when I was out of town and I was like, you know, I miss my dog. I'm ready to get back because I miss my dog. So you suck for that. Um, <laughs> like, um, but if I could be stuck on an island with three things, I'll definitely say my my computer um, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll take my computer. Um, what else are some things that I would take? Um, if I'm stuck there, I want to take like my um my one my burner uh camper grill, uh one burner camping grill, so I can fish and make some food. I won't be starving. Um, let's see what else. Um, uh, good questions. Uh, just my good vibes and positive energy because that'll connect me to other resources and I can use those <laughs> social skills to get other things that I'm missing or other things that I may need, you know, just bringing the energy, you, you attract the people. Fucking trap. So funny, dude. What island are you on, bro? How do you how do you bring a freaking computer to an island and and what good good vibes with with who? There's no one there. Oh my god! He said by myself. He didn't say by myself. Did, did you say by deserted myself? deserted island? Well, then I have to. Um, well, I still need the good vibes and the good energy to get me through. Because if not, I'll be laying there depressed as hell and asking why me. Trav, what I like about your answer too is that not only did you think, "Oh yeah, for pleasure, I'm gonna bring my computer with me." Then you also thought, for survival, I'm going to bring this camper grill with me. It's like, first off, I want to ask you, sir, what outlet are you going to plug your charger into on a deserted island? And how much gas, how many gas canisters do you know lying around on this, like, six by six plot of sand with a little palm tree with sticking out of it that I'm talking about here? <laughs> well, let's just- nah, trap. Trav was just living up to his name as, as the traveler. When you said island, his brain went to like, oh, you mean like paradise? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go kick it in paradise somewhere by myself. I'm cool with that. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, Travis. If I meant if the entire island of Hawaii was deserted, what would you do? No, it's not that. Um, but your answer is spectacular, anyways, because I really I really like that. Not only did you go for <laughs> the computer, you also <laughs> went straight into the the camper grill and then the good vibes. Like you'll be good, man. You could start your survivalist right there. Yeah. I could drop you out in the forest right now, man. <laughs> All right, let me get in here. I'll I'll make this quick because I feel like we can drag this out forever. Uh that's a good question. I have dude, this question gets asked all the time and I never know how to answer it, but I would have said a book that I can read over and over and over, uh, something that can keep me occupied. Uh, it, it has to be a book I can read over and over. And I enjoy books, but for some reason I can't think of one because a lot of the books that I read nowadays are self-help books. But what good are self-help books if you're on a deserted island, you know, unless that book was How to Hunt. But, you know, anyways, um, I'd probably bring a so a book. I'd bring, I don't know, like, I feel like a machete or just some knife or something that I could use to cut things and, and sharpen and, and then probably a fishing pole. I feel like that, that should, that'll keep me around for enough. I don't know how to build a fire, but I'll, I'll have to learn because my life depends on it. Oh, oh, wait, you know what? 
Let me replace the fishing pole with one of those little like water bottle filter things, you know, that has like a filter in it. So then I'll just have drinking water. There you go. So Andrew, you're clearly trying to last a little while on this island. You're not. You're not going down in just a day. <laughs> you'll be. You'll be no, there a no, while. No. no yeah, no, one of those no, no. like safe water drinking straws or something. Have you seen those? Yes, that would be fantastic. There you go. Okay. 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 Um, I think I'd probably do something a little bit similar, Andrew. I would probably bring a journal with that special waterproof paper and then one of those like waterproof pencils or ink or whatever um and then i would bring a machete just as you said and then maybe a first aid kit because i don't know if people would remember that you get one little boo-boo and it's all over that's smart i didn't think about that but the fishing pool's smart man i wasn't thinking about that that would definitely be an easy way to get food Thanks, JV. And uh, whatever island Travis is stuck on, I want to be stuck on that island, uh, just for everyone to know. And I think everyone's like, I want to be stuck on that island with Trav, too. Right. I know everyone's going to be like, yeah, I could probably survive longer on Andrews or Jason's island, but I'll have a better time over on Travis's. (laughs) Here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I mean? (laughs) So uh, speaking of good times, this is a good time for us. Uh, You know, we're grateful to be here. And and this episode is all about that. Uh, it's episode five. Uh, five. This episode is really about our friends, our family, our fans, our feedback that we've been getting and how much fulfillment it's been to host a podcast. And five episodes in really isn't that much. But to us, it's a big deal. We kind of set five episodes as like a weird milestone for us that we really start finding our groove and finding our stride. So uh, I want to address a couple of current events it's been about a month since we've been here, and I want to talk about a couple of things that has happened recently that I think are totally worth mentioning. I'll start this off. Uh, let's just get this out of the way. If you've been, whether you watch sports or not, and I get it, I watch sports a lot, and you've probably seen news about John Gruden. Emails surfaced, emails that spanned over years and years that he had sent out, which if you look at the text of the emails, they're not good. Uh, it really shows... Uh, poor character and and just really, really terrible things on it. So players have spoken up about who he is, who, what their vibe was with him when they played for him, so on and so forth. But, you know, at the end of the day, in those emails, the contents of it and things he was saying, um, definitely not good. And I want anybody who's out there who saw that and felt troubled, like I felt troubled by it too, you know, that this, this person was beloved in the NFL and had, had, roles on 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 espn and was highly sought after as a coach and very well regarded and um, you know he said some nasty things those are some bad things so um they were troubling and i'm sure it wasn't just for me but a lot of people felt troubled by it too anything on your guys's radar what's been happening that uh really caught your attention first off andrew one last thing i want to just double back on in terms of what you said about john gruden and something that we covered earlier in one of our podcasts is that I find it really unfortunate that John Gruden, not only those emails came to light and they were written in the first place and that John Gruden has these sorts of feelings and whatnot. um, But beyond that, for him to, you know, when, when, for them to come out now, when, you know, the focus is on one of his players, Carl Nassim being openly gay. And then there's this homophobic rhetoric in these emails 
it's it's really quite unfortunate. And one thing that didn't sit well with me in terms of when people give apologies is when they say things like, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. You're using this terrible language. It's like, clearly, you know, you meant to hurt somebody with that language. Should they have heard it? It would have hurt their their feelings, you know? It would have hurt them. So clearly you did mean to hurt somebody. You just didn't mean for them to find out. You know, you wanted to hurt them in some other way, whether it be their reputation or their character. Um, and so for me, that's just like, it's just not genuine and it doesn't sit right with me. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it was something that, you know, as I was reading through the apology, as he resigned, I just kind of rolled my eyes when I when I read through that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And we won't beat a dead horse, but yeah, he said some nasty things and they were aimed at people. They were actually used as insults. Uh, so to me, the apology doesn't really stretch very far um, because if you weren't using them to hurt someone's feelings, what were you using them for? Why would you call somebody those things? You know what I mean? So I share that sentiment too. In completely other news though, I think a really positive story that came to light about last week was uh, straight out of Hollywood. Um, 21 Jump Street, in fact. <laughs> no, it was, uh, well, Jonah Hill. He went out on, I believe it was his Twitter or on one of his social medias and essentially just discussed that, you know, it's hard, it, it's been hard for him to, you know, hear throughout the years uh, conversations uh, around his, his body image and his weight. And he just politely asked that people stop in both the negative and positive sense, um, discussing his weight around him, uh, uh, not, not around him, you know, in the print and the media, wherever it may be, just like, let that issue lie, you know? Um, and I really applaud him for that because it's not easy. And I know he's talked about it in the past, you know, growing up in Hollywood in that sort of fishbowl where your entire life, especially if you, you're young when you, when you're introduced to it is completely, um, 24 seven monitored by, by people with cameras and the whole world is judging you. It can be really difficult. And for him to step out and say, you know, this is a personal issue for me. Like it's, it's something I'm vulnerable about vulnerable about. And I'm asking for, you know, respect on that. Um, I think that's wonderful. I think that's huge. It's tremendous. And it shows a lot of growth and character on his part and a lot of strength. And I actually agree with him on that because that's something that I absolutely hate for people to say to me, um, uh, speaking of my weight in a good or bad way, um, because when they may uh, see me or think that I've been working out or that I look buff or something, I nine times out of ten be in my head be thinking I feel like bloated as hell or fat as fuck. And then when they see me, um, and they be like, I lost weight. In my head, I'd be like, well, damn it, I need to start back losing. I mean, lifting weights because um. Now my quote unquote buffness, my muscles are starting to um shrivel, so I need to uh lift weights. So I honestly do agree with him on that. And it's just like I work out and I eat right. Or I work out and when I do eat right, it's for me. And it's not for the the I would say compliments, but they're not always compliments. It's just not for the it's not really for the feedback from others. It's for me. And Trav, you and I were discussing this earlier in the week when I when I you know, sent this to you originally, like, similarly for me, you know, I've been told all my life, it's like, dude, you're so skinny, you're so skinny. And sometimes it's like, man, like, shut up, I wish I was as skinny as you. And dude, there's times it's like, that makes me on my end feel insecure. It's like, well, I don't want to be seen as just skinny, right? So 
lifting weights, working out, <laughs> eating terrible food sometimes. <laughs> you know how it goes. But um, just to put on weight, um, just to bulk up. And that's not necessarily healthy, dictating my life and lifestyle based on other people's opinions. But it's true. It's real. Yeah, everybody, everybody's different. Everybody is different and every body is different, uh, right? And I think what Jonah brought really pushed me back because it was like, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've complimented on people who um, were able to lose weight or really to take care of themselves uh, physically. And I think Jonah's basically saying like, hey, I get it. I lost weight. I get it. Uh, I used to be overweight in a sense. And let's not let that be the only attachment to who I am as an image and as a person um, because it kind of was, right? And so sometimes we're too quick to do compliment people, but then we forget that they're not always received as compliments, right? Like Jonah's probably tired of hearing, hey man, you lost weight. And he's probably like, yeah, you know, in addition to losing weight, I'm, I'm also a really good person. I would love to just get recognized for being a good person or maybe a good actor or an accomplished person. So uh, I think that's, those are powerful moves. So yeah, we'll just become better friends and better partners and better people for it. And yeah, go ahead, JB. Well, it's like, remember how vulnerable and insecure you were during high school and realistically, barely anybody was probably talking shit about you. Now, imagine him growing up in high, like being in high school, around high school age, and the whole world talking shit about him. You know, it's, it's, it's different, you know, life, life is just different at that point. So for him to be able to get through that and grow past that and to be able to say, you know, like, good or bad, like, I just don't want to hear it at this point. Kudos. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that story a lot jv and if, if people haven't read it definitely go search for it um it it my lesson in that is just how to become a better friend and a better person a better supporter for other people so um but there are no better friends or better supporters than the people listening to this episode hey what a segue you like that and but i truly mean that and um this is it man this is episode five we're here to honor and really just shout out to the people and uh, talk about some of the things that we've heard back from people, some of the feedback. We've gotten some really, really good, like thoughtful, insightful questions, thought-provoking questions from people since we've started this podcast. And there are some people that have been solid rocks to us, to the three of us in the launching and continuance of these of this show. And so we want to give a shout out to those people. Um, and well, let's, let's bounce it around. Like I would love to know just you guys, you two, some of the feedback you've gotten, what have you heard uh, from people and what are some of the highlights so far of, of being a part of this podcast and doing this show and doing the episodes and, and what you've been able to get back from people. So throw anything out there. This is all about the people. What have you been hearing? Alrighty. Um, uh, some of the feedback that I have been getting, well, honestly, the uh, biggest feedback that I have been getting was just uh, our ability to be vulnerable. Um, and a few people came to me and they were like, they learned more about me from the podcast than they have known, than they knew from their time knowing me. Um, and I heard it from you all said as well that you all had learned uh, from me from the last few episodes. And I just realized and when I went back and I listened as well, I was like, dude, I really was opening up. Um, I had to be comfortable 
you all had to make me feel comfortable because I, sh- I was just going and going and sharing and sharing. Um, but people uh, notice it. Uh, people learn from it, and it made people um, happy to learn more about me on a deeper level. Um, yeah, and it was good. It made them feel good to see my uh, to see that side of me, uh, me being vulnerable. I think for me, a lot of what I felt in terms of the feedback and response was a lot of it was overwhelmingly positive. Even in the moments where people had their questions, it the foundation of the conversations around it were based on, oh my God, it's wonderful that you're doing this podcast. You know, let me know more about it. You know what, you know, so, so X, Y, and Z. And then, and then they have these questions. And for the most part, it's been just so great because the overwhelming response has been supportive and, you know, so, so uh, interested, you know, people are asking questions, people are tuning in and listening. Um, and so I just feel so grateful, you know, as I led off this uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I'm just feeling an immense amount of gratitude for the listeners that we have, the platform that we have, um, the conversations that we've had and the conversations we're going to have. So although you know, there has been, you know, constructive feedback and beyond that, a lot of people sharing their own perspectives and experiences that I definitely want to get through, uh, get to, um, the first thing I want to say is just, it's just so wonderful that whenever the conversation has been brought up around this pod, around the podcast and around, you know, what we're doing, it's been good. It's been, it's, it's been wonderful. It's been, it's been great. Um, some of the, the, the things that they've told us or me to work on, you know, working a bit on saying, um, less transitioning a little bit better, uh, beyond that, just, you know, re- really moving forward and being confident, not necessarily stalling. And I, I guess what's been really interesting beyond that is kind of when conversations around mental health are brought up amongst friends and amongst people I know, a lot of the times now people look to me, it's like, you know, this added sort of responsibility or weight because there's this podcast to, to have a perspective and opinion. <laughs> and sometimes I just don't have one. I'm just kind of like at a loss for words. So there, there there's some give and take, but I, I really do appreciate the feedback that we've gotten, the feedback that I've gotten. Um, and I know that, you know, as we've shared some of the really good feedback throughout the weeks as we've been doing this and sort of adjusted our podcast uh, accordingly, it's been really wonderful that along the way, everyone has still said, you know, you guys are doing great. You guys are doing um, something good. And everything that I've heard so far has been, you know, keep it up, keep going, you know, and don't stop. Yeah, Trav, I, I want to second the vulnerability that you've shown here because JV and I have talked about how much you've opened up in this, uh, in these episodes. And uh, I've been learn- able to learn so much about you and uh, JB has too. Um, that's what makes this, this platform so fun, you know, and it's fun because the three of us build this like tight knit relationship that we're kind of sharing things that we probably don't really normally share. And then on top of that, people get to witness us sharing stuff to each other. And they're like, you know, I hope that they're thinking to themselves, Hey man, if these guys can talk about it on the podcast universe and on Spotify, these things should be easily talked at at home, uh, you know, hanging out at the bar with some friends or just going out to hang out and, uh, you know, confiding in a sibling or whatever, a partner. So I I definitely want to honor that part because it's been 
one of the one of my favorite moments of this whole show is just experiencing vulnerability, especially from you, Trav. So and similarly to Jason, like this podcast has been fun. It's been interesting because, you know, JB, like I think we talked about this before. Sometimes we're viewed as like the expert on mental health because we work in mental health and and we now we have a show in mental uh, doing talking about mental health related topics. Um, so I, I don't really get too much of the expert vibe because I, I always preface it like, hey, I'm not an expert. I'm very much new to this field and I'm just an absorber and I'm, I'm a learner and I'm, I'm just learning everything I can. But the one angle that I really appreciate uh, since this show has started is that, um, you know, I, I try to be pretty self-conscious and self-aware of, of who I am as a person and how I come off to people. So uh, I would hope that people, when they describe me, they describe me as someone who's like kind, respectful, generous, uh, funny, kind-hearted, you know, good-spirited. Um, but now when I talk to people, um, I don't even bring up the fact that I do a podcast and it will just kind of organically come up in conversation that I have a podcast and someone will say, Drew, I've been listening to your podcast. And I think that's dope because in addition to those attributes that I want to have for myself, I think there's an extra one that's added to the list now, which is pro mental health, mental health advocate. And that's totally what I wanted by doing this, this show was to let people know, like there are people out there who are mental health advocates. There are people out there who are supporters of mental health and people trying to break down the stigma. So in addition to being a good friend, a good partner, a good sibling, a good son, I hope that I can continue to try to like solidify my list of attributes and add to that list as advocate and pro mental health and supporter. And I think that part has been so fulfilling and refreshing to me. Andrew, I know that you also, you know, you put out some feelers similar, similar to what I did on Instagram and whatnot, asking people their questions about how they felt about mental health and um, their experiences. Did you receive any feedback? Were there, was there anything that, you know, was, was of importance or of significance to you that you wanted to share? Yeah. Thanks for that. There's some good stuff out there. I had just asked people to talk about some of the mental health stigmas and things associated with mental health. And I won't use names cause I don't, I don't think they were intended on having their names talked about when, when they answered it. Um, but things like, um, you know, I had asked about work and career pressures and, and like how to be productive because we had an episode about career and pressures around career related things. And people talked about like how if they feel like they weren't giving 110% that they were contributing to uh, an organization's failure, right? Or, or if they felt overwhelmed, then they didn't really have the courage or voice or support to speak up that they feel overwhelmed or burnt out their jobs. Um, and they just accept that, you know, and living up to people's expectations, uh, specifically parents and their culture and their, and their pressures around that. So I think that was really neat and totally fit what our episode was aiming for. The other one response that I really do want to highlight too, is that, you know, I asked about what are some things that are associated with male mental health stigma and just male stigma in general. And, um, you know, I got a response back saying stuff like it's weird to compliment your bros. And I was like thinking about that. And I was like, ah, oh, I guess that's, I guess that is weird, you know, even, even in a way where I compliment my, my good guy friends, I generally take it from like a bromance perspective, right? I, I kind of have that bromance approach. So it's like slightly humorous, you know, but if someone was looking good, like I'd be like, yo, Trav looking solid, man, like looking solid, you know? 
uh, it doesn't really come from a place of like authenticity. It kind of comes from a place of like bromance and humor. So, you know, that made me think like, is there an authentically way to compliment your fellow guy friends? And of course there is, there should totally be that. And so I think that's something that really stuck with me. Um, but I know you guys put some feelers out there too. So, um, you know, what do you guys get back? Uh, JB, Trav, have you guys heard anything back and what, what stuck out to you? For me, um, the ones that stuck out to me was, um, like, what do you do when you are feeling depressed and what keeps you grounded? Um, they, from their perspective, I'm always pretty chill and I'm pretty easygoing and I just don't let life stress me out. And they were like, what, what do you do to uh, stay grounded? What helps you when you're feeling depressed? Cause they did not believe that I'd be experiencing uh depression, depression. Um, you know, and it was just about uh, just my every the everyday things, um, your everyday habits, and that's um, you know, sticking to the uh, run and going to the gym, even if even when you do not want to, um, because it's not always easy, especially when you're depressed, to get up and go. But it's when you do get up and go, um, you feel a lot better. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of our listeners listen to gospel music, but I enjoy listening to gospel music, especially when I am going through things. Um, well, when, good or bad. Um, so just uh, music like that helps pull me out of uh, those dark places. And it's also just uh, hitting up my friends, um, people that I um, that I feel good around, people that, um, yeah, people that I feel great around. So um, that was that was actually my response. Um, those three were my top things. Um, what do I do to stay grounded and how do I manage depression? It was just honestly gospel music, uh, working out. And just my friends. How about you, Jason? Um, what what questions did you receive or what stuck out to you most? So when I asked those questions on Instagram and received feedback, uh, a lot of what I received feedback around was really pertinent to, I think, a lot of the <clears throat> generalized themes where, you know, I had I had friends discuss, you know, being too afraid to talk about mental health around other guys because it just makes them feel you know, weak, or they just feel as if they're judged as weak. Um, the fact that it's hard, it can be hard to find a good therapist, you know, it can be frustrating, can be exhausting. I mentioned it kind of can feel like it's like dating almost. Uh, and when you have to start over because the therapist retires or moves away or you move or something like that, starting over can be really draining as well. Uh, you'll have difficulties, you know, finding the right therapist within your health insurance network, finding the right schedule, uh, a lot of health insurances, unfortunately, they might not even cover individualized uh, therapy or or consistent, frequent individualized therapy. They might only offer groups, group therapy on a regular basis. And that might not be enough. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily suited and tailored specifically to the individual. It's tailored to the insurance plan. So that's really unfortunate. Um, and it's it, it's, a, it's it's a reality. It's, un, it's a it's a sad reality. A friend of mine discussed, you know, being seen as crazy. People can be quite dismissive of mental health. Um, one of my friends mentioned that they they liked episode three more than episode four. They felt like in episode three, when we were talking about cultivating that inner circle of friends and developing the um, developing the, the the idea of vulnerability around those people, they felt that that was a bit more, I want to say, uh, specific than um, the, than the the following podcast. One of my friends just mentioned they just don't feel like they have time for therapy. They run around all day. They have 
their job, they have family, bills to pay, and then beyond that, at the end of the day, they just want to relax. You know, they want to watch Netflix like the rest of us. So they don't necessarily want to be find that hour or 50 minutes, so to speak, once a week or once every few weeks. They, they just want any hour there or half hour that they can get, they want it for themselves. Um, I felt like, you know, one, one of my friends brought up something that I myself definitely experienced as well. You know, COVID definitely has made a lot of us feel introverted, more introverted. There's less socialized opportunities. So with that, you know, you don't necessarily reach out to as many friends. Um, you don't necessarily have the opportunities to go out and see people in public spaces. And it's unfortunate because COVID has become political too. And with that, you have people who are actively either, you know, ignorant to, to what's going on or refusing to comply with community health guidelines and practices so that we can get over this. And it essentially is just stalling us in place or, or you know, or, or we're only making incremental steps when we can be making much, you know, further, uh, further progress at a, at a faster rate. And I felt that I felt, you know, this is something that I've definitely felt we've talked about it before on this podcast, you know, when we've been able to meet up in person at the beginning you know, when we were doing this, it just felt so awesome to be able to sit there with our laptops, brainstorming, grinding it out, um, and having that opportunity that, you know, we didn't necessarily have. Like, Andrew, we were we had how many classes together at San Jose State, and how many times do we see each other face-to-face if we didn't have that internship? Twice? Three times? Right? If that. If that. So, maybe even you less. Know, so, it's just... Exactly. So, with, with the pandemic, with, with what's been going on, you know, a lot of people have had restrictions and barriers put in place to socialize and that can cause depression that can cause sadness irritation loneliness frustration can just make somebody a general grump and you know that that needs to be recognized and acknowledged and validated because we shouldn't just necessarily jump to conclusions that this person is just you know an awful person and not necessarily someone we want to be around around maybe it's just that you know times have been tough for them pandemic's been tough for people Jason, I want to go back to uh, like piggyback on to something you said about um, when you mentioned that uh, just therapists being full and it's hard to get in on um, on someone's roster right now or like just to become a new client for someone. Because I recently had a friend about it was like three weeks ago because I left for two weeks. About three weeks ago, we were like just here chilling at my place. And I was just telling them about the podcast um, and just we're just talking about a lot of stuff. But then when they um, we ended up going through everything, finishing the conversation, and I showed with them that I was in therapy, they was like they um they had recently been trying to go to therapy, um, but they couldn't get on nobody's list. Everyone that they called, everyone that had everyone that was recommended to them, every time they called, the person was full. Um, they actually have someone, but they're not. They don't feel like that is going in the direction that they wanted to. And now that they're seeking someone else and really know they need to go to therapy, they can't really get on the list of people that have been recommended to them as qualified therapists that are actually benefiting those that they are serving. That should, what you just said, Travis, and JB mentioned it too, but that ties into what JB just said, which is pandemic's been tough. Pandemic's been tough for a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm two two months into my my new job, and so my benefits kicked in. So now I'm looking for a therapist because my benefits are are here, and uh, yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. Uh, you're gonna uh, 
I find myself reaching out to a lot of mental health providers and they're booked, their caseloads are full, they're not accepting new clients. And then on top of that, yeah, you have to find the ones that accept your insurance and what coverage you have with your own insurance. So we should probably do an episode on how people navigate the process of finding a mental health provider and a, and a therapist uh, and start seeking those services because it's uh, incredibly nuanced and can be super daunting and frustrating, you know? Um, and so if you're, if you're looking for a mental health provider, if you're looking for therapy services, so you're probably in a place that you need some support. And then the process of getting that support is even more, is probably just as difficult or more difficult than the things you already got going on in your life. Uh, so it definitely doesn't help. Um, so I appreciate that being brought to the forefront. Um, so those are some good, good questions we threw out to people. And I'm, I'm really encouraged by the responses we've gotten back from people because it just further reinforces that we're that the three of us are really on the right mission. Um, you know, talking about mental health and talking about how difficult it can be things that might be perceived weak or finding a therapist or not having enough socialization. Those are all things that we probably wouldn't be talking about five years ago. Uh, and I think that we're at a place where it's appropriate to talk about those things and it's necessary. So good questions throwing out there and, you know, furthering along, we had some questions thrown at us and I want to hear some of those questions that people threw at us. Uh, Cause this would be a good time. This would be a fun moment for us to answer some of the questions, like things that people really came to us and asked us about that they were curious about. Uh, Travis mentioned earlier, someone came up to him and asked him like, Hey man, how do you stay grounded? Uh, how do you battle through depression? And how do you overcome some of those moments when you're feeling sadness and low? Right. Um, and I think those are really important questions. And I applaud whoever that is that asked you that because um, there's a good chance they probably didn't have the answer beforehand and they probably didn't know how to ask or who to ask. But what are some other questions that you guys have gotten from people uh, since we started this? And let's let's throw some questions out there and see how we can answer them. I mean, the question that I've been asked since the beginning, since we've been doing this and ever since whenever it's brought up with somebody new is, what do you want out of this podcast? Like, where do you see this thing going? And for the most part, I can really only answer that with what we discussed when we developed this idea back, you know, in its baby stages, um, is that, you know, if at the end of the day, we just want to be a positive impact on mental health and in the realm of mental health. And for those that are, uh, I, that those identify as men in, in, in our society, right. Um, we say it all the time in our, in, in our meetings, you know, if we just have one person that's listen that listens to a podcast, just one person, it doesn't matter if I know them, you know them, somebody else knows them, listens to our podcast. We feel like we've already won. Everybody else beyond that is just icing on the cake. So every time we do one of these things, it just feels so good to receive the feedback that we do, and then also to to have the opportunity to to, to share our platform and and to ultimately go out there and try to support others. I feel like with that being said, of course, people always want to ask, do you plan on getting famous? Do you want to be famous, right? Do you want this thing to blow up? And there's no like proper way of answering that when it comes to a podcast about male mental health without sounding as if you're trying to capitalize on the topic or as if you're trying to stay the route of no money whatsoever. Like we're in the beginning, we're just trying to figure everything out still. You know, we don't, we're still trying to figure certain things out about this. There's still conversations to be held. Um, but what we see from this is that we're going to keep putting out these podcasts. They will continue to be free. 
people will be able to, you know, indulge in our conversations in the future, go back on podcasts from, you know, this year, maybe, you know, years down the line. And hopefully at that point, people will be able to, you know, necessarily see like what we want from this is the proof proof is in the pudding, you know, give us the chance to put these podcasts out there and you'll see what we want from this. It really just is to put good into the universe. Now, I think that was a very long explanation for what could have been a very short answer, but thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to flesh that one out. You know, I'll jump in here and just say that I, I second a lot of those thoughts and um, I get that question every now and then, not too often. Uh, I actually don't get it as often as I, as, as, as I think I do, but uh, uh, I'm really curious to hear what Trav has to say too. And because uh, I don't really get it often, so I don't really give it much thought. And I've, I've vocalized before, if we just reach one person, I'm good. Um, the, the, the impact of this podcast isn't on the number of viewers, um, but if that one person is able to spread good, positive mental health vibes to five people, and then those five people are in the, and are able to spread positive mental health vibes to one other person, that's that to me, that's the trickle. You know what I mean? So uh, that'll be my short-winded answer for that. But uh, Trav, what, I mean, that, that question you got thrown out, what do you, what do you feel like you could add to that? Um, similar to both of you, uh, if we reach one person, that means we've done our job because that one person will teach one, hopefully one to hopefully five people. Um, I think we're, what I want to get out of, we're already accomplishing, um, and that's, uh, just our friends and men and our friends and guys from social media, you know, just, um, wanting to know more about mental health, uh, and feeling more comfortable with even just expressing themselves or even feeling comfortable with asking questions about mental health. Um, so that's pretty much all I want is just to create an environment where uh, men and guys are comfortable with um, either expressing themselves or asking questions about mental health. Um, as far as um, money goes, we didn't really create this uh, with money in mind. Um, we actually never talked about money so that if it comes it comes but if it don't um i don't think it matters either one of us because that's not why we created it i do think we are already on on track with uh why we created the podcast and why we decided to go through with it so that's all i could want from it and hope that we continue to do yeah i think that's so hard-hitting and that's so cool for you to bring up because what you just said was like it's not just one person that we can reach out to, but it's also the impact that we have on our immediate male friends and our male inner circle, right? So like uh, a lot of the guy friends that I have or just uh, people that I know. Um, you're right. You're totally 100% right when you say that because sometimes when I'm answering a question or I'm, I'm providing insight on something, I kind of in the back of my mind think about, oh man, like some of my friends are going to hear me say this. I wonder what the response is going to be like. I wonder what's going to run through their head when they think about it, you know? And so in the back of my mind, I'm kind of thinking about like, hmm, like I hope this hits home with some of the people that I know personally that I see on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, on a regular basis, I hope this hits home with some of them. And and that, that part's pretty powerful. So I appreciate that like crazy. And on top of that, uh, we did have a question that came to us on our Instagram post when we had released episode one and it's from my good friend Kia. Uh, so Kia, yeah, I'm totally shouting her out because she commented on Instagram. So I think she'll be okay with her name being out there. Um, you know, Kia is a good friend of mine. We went to college together. 
we're involved in uh, similar organizations, similar groups, but she's actually a teacher right now. She's an educator out in Texas. And so she had asked a question uh, on our social media page on one of our posts. And I thought it was such a thought provoking question that I thought was really, really cool. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a left turn here and go into something very specific, which I think is a perfect question for the three of us because we all have some limited or extensive experience in this area. But she asked, as an educator, what would you all have wanted to see in in classrooms in terms of social emotional development? What are some of the things that could have supported you now or things that you wish could have been taught or you could have told your younger self? Fantastic. I, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. So. What do we want to see in classes in terms of social emotional development? That's a uh, great question. And what um, one thing that I'd like to see, well, as you know, all know I worked at, uh, well, the middle school I worked at uh, as a behavior specialist. Um, the school was, it was a specialized private school for those with social emotional challenges. One thing that I really wish all schools and especially public schools would um, have is uh, social emotional learning. Um, that was my role at the school, and it was to um, teach social emotional learning and also work with the kids that did have the students that did have social and emotional issues or challenges, um, equip them with the skills needed to overcome those challenges. And that was either um, uh, asking questions when they needed, um, asking questions when they were stuck, being comfortable with asking questions. Um, if they felt themselves being frustrated, you know, getting up and going for a break. Um, just um, or if they were hungry and that was a part of the reason they were acting out, you know, asking for a snack. And it was just teaching the um, students to, you know, utilize their their words instead of emotion um, to get help or to get the reaction or the response they want from their teachers or whomever else is supporting them in the classroom setting. So that's one thing I really wish uh public schools, and I come from a public school setting, that's something I really wish they had. Um, I know a lot of my friends that really would have benefited from that. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, I love this question. I love your answer because that was actually part of my answer. Um, it, I had I had a top two um, answers for this question as I was reading it, and, and that's definitely one of them. Just more informed practices in our school settings, specifically public school settings, about what, what emotions look like, uh, how it's manifested in, in adolescence and youth. Because yes, as adults, when we're emotional, we might we might verbalize things in a different way. We might we might tense up, we might show some anger in a specific way, but for children, it's completely different. It's completely different. They shut down and they do other things. So some more informed practices there. But on top of that too, so if I can go to my other answer, it would be, God, I mean, this doesn't sound like everyone's gonna agree with this, but good Lord, like, can we fix the funding gap for school districts? Like it's ridiculous at this point um, that not only mental health support staff, but like educators in our school districts truly don't receive enough funding for what they do. JB and I worked at the same school district and at my particular, my specific site, teachers were, educators were craving for more training. They would love some of these more uh, trauma-informed care and and these more intensive practices on how to work with students and work with children who are, are having an emotional challenge. Um, but guess what? Um, they're, they're not paid enough to take those trainings. Those trainings aren't funded. And then now you're like, oh, well, doesn't the school have a social worker or a school psychologist? Yeah, good luck. Um, the school district that JB and I worked at, we were interns. 
I was the school social worker. That's me. I was only there two days a week. The school psychologist was only there two days a week. Their speech therapist was there one day a week. And that's it. So like, good luck, right? Uh, how, how do you manage uh, an entire school uh, full of hundreds of kids and with all their emotional and social needs with a social worker intern who's there twice a week, a school psychologist there twice a week, and a speech therapist is there once a week? Like, good freaking luck. It's just not, it's, it's, it's not feasible. Uh, so, you know, that, that in, a, in a combination of what Travis mentioned, I feel like that's the no-brainer answer is, God damn it, increase the funding, remove this whole stupid funding gap between our public school districts. I think you both hit the nail on the head. Um, from, you know, this is such great questions. And for me, I, I, I tend to think that you guys like provided the all encompassing answers. There needs to be more of an emphasis on the actual curriculum in the education that these kids receive, making sure that they're provided with, you know, the socio emotional tool belt, to be able to acknowledge, you know, their feelings and the feelings of others, the, their actions and the actions of others, and be able to have the develop the foresight to understand beforehand what their actions and words could, you know, could do to others um, within, you know, the general frame of, you know, compassion and respect. So, I know a lot of people might scoff and just be like, you know, how are the teachers going to have the time to do that? And it's true. Like the teachers might not. Andrew, you then highlight the other, the other issue that there's just not enough funding for mental health advocates and uh, mental health training in the school districts, especially in the public schools. You know, I'm not necessarily, I I don't have background in the private school, so I'm not certain what the extent of their resources are, but from the public school perspective, they're bone dry when it comes to this sort of stuff. And when it comes to the funding, especially, um, they don't have the dollars to stretch to cover this sort of, this sort of, this sort of training and this sort of, um, uh, support. So when it's all said and done, I think those are probably the two primary areas, um, developing compassionate, uh, socio-emotional and, uh, sort of socio-emotional development within the curriculum itself. And then beyond that, develop, having the resources on hand at the school site outside the classroom. Because a lot of the times these conversations and these lessons aren't necessarily built for the classroom. You can't have a one-on-one conversation with a student that's really going through something in a classroom setting. You need to have the capacity and the staff to take that student aside and help them work through that. Because a lot of the times these students aren't going to aren't going to have the resources to, to get this sort of mental health care outside the school system um, or their family or whoever, you know, is at home in their, in their home environment isn't supportive of them receiving that. So I, I, I really appreciated that your friend asked this, these questions. Wonderful of her to do so. And I really encourage, you know, her in the future, if she does have more questions like this to, to, to reach out and ask. Um, but I think it leads us to a great transition. Shouting her out for sure leads us into the finale of our episode today. General shout outs for, um, for, for, for those that have been important to this podcast. And Trav, Andrew, either of you guys want to take the lead on this? Well, two people that I can think about um, off the top of my head would definitely be Jeff. Um, Jeff from No Worries Amigo Hiking Club because he's a 
weekly or bi-weekly listener as well as Jacqueline um she's from the hiking club as well and she's already get, she's also getting started to launch her podcast although there are two people that uh list, listen and provide feedback and yeah give them a shout out how about you Jason well for me first and foremost so I don't get my ass beat I want to thank my wonderful partner life partner just kidding we do not promote physical violence and she is she she has never been violent. <laughs> but uh my wonderful fiance and life partner Cass, she's been excellent when it's come to supporting me and us with this podcast and providing me with great feedback and being there to listen and support and share what, on social media. Um so I couldn't be more grateful for the support I've received in the home. Um my family beyond that has been excellent. Great, great support to that. Uh, I have uh, some wonderful friends that have shared wonderful feedback. Those, you know, several of them being like, you know, Aiden, um, Naeem. We have uh, my friend Nash, some other friends, including, um, uh, gosh, the list goes on and on. And I'm drawing a blank right at the most important time. But those of you guys that did share, uh, I really appreciated it and I couldn't be more grateful for it. Um, and there's my shout out. I know I totally blew it on like half of the names. But. You, you got you got the first one correct. And that's the most important one right there. So I'll, I'll give you props for that, uh, which is a perfect segue into where I'll have to go. And uh, I'll flip it. I'll flip the script on it though. I'll save, I'll save my partner for the last shout out, uh, even though in no particular order, uh, this podcast has been super fun for me. Um, I mentioned this earlier. I don't really bring it up to people that I have a podcast. I don't really mention it to people. Um, not that I don't know why I do that. I just I don't know. I don't, I, if it comes up, and it comes up. But if it doesn't, then it doesn't, right? Um, and I just find it like really warming to my soul that uh, I'll be hanging out in a group, and my friend Reese, the other week, um, we're sitting at a somewhere and we're just like eating some food with a bunch of people and. Someone asked me like, "Hey Andrew, like um, you know, you started a job. Where do you work?" And Reese immediately jumps in. He's like, "Oh, he works with homelessness. He just started like blah 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 a few weeks ago." And and then I was like, "Oh, what the heck?" I was like, "I don't think I've ever told you where I work." And he goes, "No, no, no. You said it on your podcast." And I remembered it. And I was like, "Oh man, that's so awesome. You know what I mean?" Uh, so th- there's a really like heartwarming event. So shout out to my buddy Reese there, who's who's been a longtime supporter for me. Um, my sister uh, Diana, she calls me probably every week that we drop an episode just to like scream in my ear like kind of like really literally screaming my ear like oh my god this episode is so great and so my sister is a cool one you know my whole friend group that whole friend group with not just reese but like uh, alex ronjo adam carl there's some names i'm missing there too but uh last and definitely not least because i don't want to get my ass beat uh, but my partner uh has been incredibly supportive and she puts up with me on nights like this where i'm up until a late hour either recording the episode or editing the episode uh she puts up with me on on nights where i'm sitting on the couch with my laptop and just headphones on and just doing things podcast related and then um not really giving her the quality time that she wants or needs at that moment so um yeah it's not easy being my partner i'll just say that right there and uh it takes it takes a strong one to be my partner so um I definitely appreciate that and, and I appreciate her very much. So shout out to 
our close friends, our partners, our close family networks. And shout out to everyone who's listening to this because this wouldn't be as fun, you know? And we never really jumped into this thinking that, oh my God, people are going to love this and people are going to vibe with us so hard. So when people do vibe with it, it's literally icing on the cake. When JB says icing on the cake, that's really what it feels like. Unless you hate icing, because there's some people out there who hate icing. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say one last time how how grateful, uh, how, how grateful we definitely are as a group. Um, um, uh, a shout out that I do want to give out is to um, what well, two that I missed for sure. Uh, one is one of my really good friends, Everett. He actually made me extremely comfortable with uh, the podcast and just going through with it. Um, he kept saying that there was a need for it. There was a need for it. He used to constantly ask, what are you waiting on? What are you all waiting on? What are you all waiting on? What's taking so long? But it's also because I just did not know how my friends would take, um, just take the stuff that I was saying and what that I would, that I have been saying and that I will be saying in the future in the podcast but then he made me like super comfortable with um just with everything so i want to give a huge shout out to him um one of my good friends chris that i call my brother he's constantly always reposting other podcasts whenever we drop an episode he's always reposting it so i want to give him a shout out as well and then there are a few friends that i um, met here around san jose that really supports it and have been um, like checking us out, listening to us whenever I see them out at the bar, to be honest. <laughs> um, they're uh, honestly giving me like feedback or just telling me something that stuck out with them from the episode. And it actually um, always catches me by surprise because I really don't expect people that I meet at the bar to really listen to it, especially when we are in the middle of drinking or something. But then they remember and they go home. So a huge shout out to them as well. And everyone else that um, have been supporting us, that have listened to even one episode, thank you um, for listening. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for your feedback. And just thank you for, you know, kicking it with us at the Lessons of a Losses podcast. Yeah, sticking with us through the journey. And thanks to everybody. And I'm sure JB, Trav, myself, uh, number one, we're grateful for it. Number two, there's probably some names we omitted, and it's it's not intentional. Um, we appreciate everyone and, um, I can't, I won't, I wouldn't have fun doing this, uh, if it wasn't for that. It, it's, it's truly like, uh, truly a blessing to be a part of this, uh, process and for, for you all to be a part of it too. So, uh, with that being said, thanks again. Uh, this is episode five. This is for you, our friends, our family, the fans, the feedback, all the fun we've been having, the fulfillment that we've experienced. And, um, there's, there's a lot more of this. We plan on going a lot longer than this and we plan on getting better and we plan on touching on a lot of things that um, that'll get really deep. Just keep continuing support. Follow us on social media. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Lessons Over Losses podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share our social media pages. Also, feedback and suggestions are welcome. Again, thank you for listening to this episode.